This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community and host of All Things Testosterone. The TRT Community is a Facebook group of patients helping patients navigate the struggles associated with testosterone replacement therapy. We have educational resources at testosteronepodcast.com, including TRT-related clinical studies and a doctor search tool. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. What's up, guys? Brandon, I'm here by myself today. I'm going to be interviewing, uh, chatting with a little bit, Rick Olderman. Uh, Rick is a sports and orthopedic physical therapist with more than 25 years experience. He specializes in helping people with chronic pain experience a pain-free life. He's written uh, a few books. He's written uh, some programs. Um, He wrote the popular Fixing You series of books, so he's got several different topics there. They can be found on Amazon, and they help people with chronic pain or injuries. Most recently, Rick created the downloadable video home program that helps solve pain from head to toe. The the program includes his pioneering approach that he helped solve hundreds of cases of chronic pain at his clinic for the last 10 years. Uh, He's got a new book, Solving the Pain Puzzle, coming out this year. I think it actually just came out. Uh, And he posted a few chapters from that book at his website, rickolderman.com. Uh, So you can read and pre-order the book there. Uh, He's one of the top professionals in the United States when it comes to understanding recurring and chronic injuries, musculoskeletal injuries and pain. And he wants to enhance quality of life by helping people fix their pain once and for all. Not only is he extremely knowledgeable in his field, but his approach is also well known throughout the United States. He has a proven track record of helping people reduce or eliminate pain in their bodies. Aside from being an author, he did come up with the Fixing You Method, which is the only system in the world that fixes habits that cause strain to your muscles and joints, corrects muscle length and weakness to reinforce healthier habits, and uses uh, techniques like taping to support your body until you have better control over those functions. He also teaches neurological techniques to eliminate muscle tension. Check out Rick's work at rickolderman.com or by visiting fixingyoumethod.com. Um, there's a promo, Fixing You, you'll get 20% off. I also have to thank you guys. I announced on the last podcast episode that I was um, I quit my job. I'm going full-time now. So um, I appreciate all the outpouring, the support, the emails that I've gotten, Um Super grateful. I've had guys talk about, you know, come up with merch and do a Patreon and we'll support you and this and that. And, you know, I don't know if if I would make enough off of those type of things to um, to survive or not. I do have uh, some T-shirts. I don't really make much money off of those. Um, But, yeah, if um, if there's anything I can do for you, definitely let me know. If you need a doctor, let me know. You can check out testosteronepodcast.com up at the top. Uh, well, in mobile, I think it's the hamburger menu, and then you just click on find a TRT doctor, fill out the form. I'll usually contact you back within 24 business hours, and, and we'll have a little chat via text or email regarding what you're looking for in a clinic, and we'll get you set up. Hey, Rick, how are you? Yeah, let's get it. So first thing I'd like to know is why physical therapy? What led you there? Well, I was uh, always interested in medicine and uh, uh, very quickly found out in college I didn't have what it took to become a doctor. <laughs> I, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I played sports when I was younger. And, uh, but, you know, I grew up on, on a farm and I had never even heard of a physical therapist until I was in my late 20s when someone mentioned one. And I'm just like, well, what's that? And so I went to investigate. I'm just like, holy smokes, this looks cool. I think I'm going to try this out. So that's what got me there. Nice. Okay. What? 
exactly took you into the fixing you method? Well, really, Brandon, what it was, was my failure as a physical therapist. So my first job out of PT school was a small rural clinic. I was basically, you know, one, one of a couple of physical therapists in town. And anyone who came to me with any kind of chronic issue, I was just a complete failure. I, it was like luck if I was able to get someone better. And I was devastated because I, you know, taken me all this time to figure out what I wanted to do in life and spend all that money and all the schooling and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I, I just kind of was sunk into a deep depression because of that until I moved to Denver and, um, went to work for like an elite health club downtown. I was their only physical therapist on staff and my schedule was instantly filled with people with chronic or nagging conditions that no one had solved. These were all people in their 20s to 60s, you know, who had been through a host of elite trainers, doctors, PTs, still had chronic pain. And I'm just like, oh, well, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's how we're looking at chronic injuries. That's the problem. And that's when I kind of set off on trying to figure all this out. So where do you go from there? I mean, what do you start looking into and when was your, your aha moment? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, I think I, intuitively felt that how we are using our bodies must have something to do with why we're having pain, right? But that's not how we're taught in PT school, really. What we're taught to do is conduct, you know, a million different tests to isolate the tissue that's damaged and treat that tissue. But there's zero tests that tell us why the tissue is damaged. And so I remembered one and one professor, Dr. Shirley Sarman, who, she was an instructor out at the Washington University in St. Louis. And I remember she she uh, studied movement impairments and how that caused pain. I thought, well, oh, maybe I'll start with her. And I'll tell you, it was like the heavens opened up when I started <laughs> taking her courses, write her textbook several times. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is exactly what. And when I used her information, I started getting amazing results. So you've written books on back pain and hip pain and knee pain and shoulder and elbow pain and foot and ankle pain, neck pain and even headaches. Is the fixing you method all encompassing or is it specific to back pain? Is it musculoskeletal? Are we talking ligaments? What, what kind of pain can you fix? Yeah, it's, it's head to toe pain because the, the, what we've missed in, in our schooling and in, in physical therapists is the systems approach to understanding the body. What we're taught is really a component approach. We, you know, oh, you got shoulder pain. Let's look at the shoulder. You got neck pain. Let's look at the neck. But, and that's where we're going wrong with chronic pain. That works really well for acute issues, not so great for chronic issues. And so uh, the last 25 years, I've just been putting this whole thing together as a system, understanding how the foot is affecting the pelvis, which is affecting the, the shoulder and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that's really what the fixing you system and method is about, is really a systems approach to putting all this together. And what's really nice about it, Brandon, is that when you understand how the body works as a system, it takes the, the solutions are much simpler than, than anything most people have tried before, because it's like throwing a pebble in a pond. You see the ripple effect throughout the whole kinetic chain system yeah. once you throw that pebble in the right place. Okay. So if, if a lot of people will look at shoulder pain and they look at the shoulder or, or headache and they, they look at the head and then you take it a step further and maybe some will, um, will look at the, the spine for a headache, right? 
So are you taking it even further? Are we talking about um, daily habits and movements that we're correcting? Ding, ding. You get the prize. That's exactly what I'm looking at. But it's, 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 a, it's a combination of understanding the daily habits, but understanding how the body works as a system. Yeah. And then how those daily habits are feeding that systemic breakdown in your body. And since you brought up neck pain, uh, the primary con- the primary issue with neck pain and headaches is actually the shoulder blade. Okay. All right. There are significant attachments from the shoulder blade into the neck and the base of the skull. But 99.999% of all the people out there who have chronic neck pain and headaches, no one has ever even looked at their shoulder blade. Yeah because they don't understand how this, these connections can cause neck pain. So once you understand these connections, then you, then you understand, well, then you drill down into, well, why is the shoulder blade dysfunctional? And why, why is that causing neck pain? And so that gets into posture, movement habits, all sorts of things that you just mentioned. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I, I happen to have headaches and shoulder pain. So is it safe to say that those two are related or can the shoulder pain be like an impingement? Absolutely, absolutely related. <laughs> I mean, I, so, I guess more so what I meant is, you know, throughout this conversation, we recognize that the headaches could be related to the shoulder pain, but is the shoulder pain itself a separate issue or is that shoulder pain causes headaches directly? Well, this is the other thing is that even if you have shoulder pain, most practitioners aren't looking at the shoulder blade portion of the shoulder blade, yeah. of the shoulder pain. What they're looking at, at the sh- is at the shoulder joint mm-hmm. and the specific muscles like the rotator cuff muscles or you know biceps tendon or labrum or something like that yeah. or arthritic changes that are happening there and then treating those tissues. But they're not treating why the tissues would be damaged. That has to do with the shoulder blade yeah. function. And so I, I can show you a really, you should try this test, Brandon. I'm going to show you a really easy test to determine whether you're neck pain or headaches is due to your shoulder blade. Okay. You wanna, yeah, let's do it. All right. You'll need some some help. And I, I've watched uh, one or two of your podcasts, so you've got some helpers around. I know no, that. No, not this time. It's just me and you. Right, I know, <laughs> but I know they're in your area. Yeah. So, so anyway, what you're going to do is you're going to stand there. And folks, if you at home have neck pain or headaches, really trying this will show you a fundamental cause of your neck pain and headaches. So what you're going to do, Brandon, is you're going to stand there and you're going to rotate your head to the left, to the right. You're going to look up, you're going to look down. And you're just going to get a sense of where your pain is. Like, oh, if I turn this far to my left, oh, there it is right there. And, and you kind of get a sense for how much pain you have, mm-hmm. right? Then you need a buddy who's going to stand behind you. And it has to be a nice buddy because they're going to put your, their hands in your armpits, <laughs> all right? So you really have to, they have to like you a lot, yeah. all right? Okay, so they're going to put your, their hands in your armpits like this. And they're going to lift up your shoulder blades about a half inch to an inch higher. And then they're going to jiggle those shoulders around a little bit. And your job is to relax completely into their hand, completely unload the weight of your arms into their hands. And then after about 30 seconds of of you guys doing this, what you're going to do then is you're going to rotate your head left, right, look up and down again and see whether your pain has changed. Okay. 99.9% of all people with chronic neck pain or headaches this is the culprit that has never been looked at on them before. That's only after a 30-second test. So then the second part of this is, and, and there are some people who will turn their head and they'll say, oh, no change. And it's because those people are having a hard time relaxing their, their muscles mm-hmm. to let someone hold them. But here's where they, those people generally find it is when your friend takes your hands out 
and lowers those shoulders back down and puts the weight of the arm complex back on the neck again, then you'll feel that pain return that you didn't realize had dis- disappeared. Okay. So then we focused on shoulder posture and, and corrections there that will allow for whatever impingement's going on to stop, right? Yes. So what this is telling you, not only that the shoulder blade is the source of your pain or a major source of your pain, but it's telling you exactly what the problem is with the shoulder blade. That's the cause of the pain. Gotcha. So the most common problem with shoulder blades is that they become depressed, right? They sink too low. And so when you lift them up, you're countering that depression. Mm-hmm. And what that's doing is unloading tissues that are attached from the shoulder blade into the neck bone and the base of the skull by doing that. So then you have to look at, well, why would the shoulder blades be sitting too low? And one of the most common reasons, there's a couple, one of the most common though is posture strategy. Most people use their shoulder blades, they squeeze them back to create posture. Well, that's not what the shoulder blades are designed to do. So they're designed to assist the arm in raising up over your head. They really have nothing to do with posture. But we've learned uh, through our various instructors and in like in you know, yoga or personal training or wherever, even physical therapy, that you should be pulling your shoulder blades back to create posture. That is absolutely incorrect. Instead, we should be using our core to create posture. And I can show you how to do that, which will then unload the shoulder girdle system from your neck too. Huh. Would you like to see that yeah, one or no? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, this is really easy. So all you have to do, put one hand on your chest, and the other hand on your belly, all right? Take a deep breath in, and you'll feel your chest rise. Exhale, you'll feel it lower again, okay? Now, let's do, do that again. Take a deep breath in, feel the chest rise. This time, when you exhale, you can exhale all the way, but don't let the chest lower all the way. It can lower 99.9% of the way, but hold it up maybe an eighth or a sixteenth of an inch higher. And when you do that, you'll notice that your stomach muscles have just engaged. Yeah ever so slightly, like 5 or 10% maybe. So what this is, is your core muscles holding up the ribcage system, which is what they're designed to do. That's why we have so many of them and so many layers of them. They're supposed to hold up, hold up this whole upper body system for us. Okay. And that's how you do it, is just by simply lifting the ribcage will trigger them to act to engage just as much as they're needed to hold that up. Yeah. So the second part of this equa- equation then is to... Bring your arms back down your shoulder by your sides and jiggle the shoulders around and loosen them up. Get them to turn off completely. Your arms should be like two dangling ropes by their side. <laughs> and what you'll notice, Brandon, is when you have completely relaxed your shoulders, you've also let go of your core. And that's because you've tied shoulder to posture instead of core to posture. Yeah. So what you need to do is practice this to keep the core, you know, engaged appropriately while having relaxed arms. And that will unload a significant amount of depressive force from your neck and head. You would have an absolute field day with me. Can you tell how I'm sitting right now? I'm, I've got this lean going on my left arm. Oh, yeah. My neck is, is almost yeah. fully extended up. I've got a 50-inch monitor I'm looking at right. And this, I sit like this all day, every day. This is yeah. me in front of this computer all day long. Yeah. So, so can we go deeper into this thing? Because this really illustrates what the fixing method is about. Yeah. All right. So we've just figured out that posture strategy is a big progenerator of depressed shoulder blades, and depressed shoulder blades is a big cause of most chronic neck pain and headaches. So let's look at ergonomics. 
since you're bringing this up right now. All right. So what happens with most people, especially after, you know, most people have moved out of the office and into their home for their home office. And a lot of people are sitting, it looks like you are too, not using the arms of your chair. Right. Yeah. They're way down here. Yeah. They're way down here. So what's happening is you're missing a major supporting structure of the whole shoulder girdle system while you're sitting. So what should be happening, even though they're up like this, right? Mm -hmm. What you're doing is activating because you can feel the tension up in the shoulder. They they get worn out by the end of the day. You're activating that whole system by having the arms in the wrong place. So the way the arms should be, they should be right down the seam of your shirt, right? Right by your side like this. And not away from your body, but close into your body. So wherever your hands are right now, is where your keyboard should be. Okay. And most people's keyboards are too far away from them. Yeah. So they're reaching. And the moment they reach away from this position or their arms come away, that's activating the whole neck and shoulder complex. Yeah. And especially if you do a lot of mouse work, the mouse is usually too far away even more. So that's going to activate that whole right side even more so than the left side. If you're a right-handed mouse person. As I look over in my video monitor here, I, I look like a T-Rex up here. This is how I'm, you know, my, yeah, my hands are up right. at my chest level almost sitting on this desk. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So what's happening with most people is that their chairs, their, their bodies are too small for the chairs. Like the arms of the chairs can't come in enough and they can't come up high enough support that shoulder girdle system it should be just like when we held up the shoulder blades mm-hmm. with the hand about a half inch higher than you're used to okay only then will your shoulders have the cueing that they can relax onto the arms of that chair yeah all right so most chairs aren't built to come in all the way to the waist and they're not built to come up high or you could be a, be a smaller person where it's just not going to work so what i have people do is they get a pillow from their bed mm-hmm. fold it in half shove it between their body and the arm of the chair, that almost always ends up being the perfect height for the elbow to rest on. And you have a flatter, a, a larger and softer platform mm-hmm. on which to, to let rest that. So it's more relaxing, yeah. right? And so you get to relax the system. It finally lets go. And I, I'll tell you, most of your listeners, if you have neck, chronic neck pain or headaches and try this, you will probably notice a significant reduction in your neck pain or headaches in the next one or two days. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I'm going to have to reevaluate every, I'm going to have to move my, it's, you know, it's my monitors on the wall. I'm going to have to lift it up. I'm going to have to get the pillow. I'm going to have to do all that because I, I wouldn't say that I have neck pain, but neck tension. Definitely. I'm assuming the same kind of concept there. Exactly. And so this is, so what most people say is, Oh man, it's, it's right here, right here is where I have it. Right. And they'll describe it as, sometimes pain, but a lot of times tension. And they'll say, oh, well, this doesn't describe me because I hold my shoulders up too high, right? Yeah. No, that's not really what's happening. What's happening is you've got gravity. So how heavy do you, do you think your arms are, Brandon? You look like a pretty beefy guy. Yeah, I don't know. Probably 25 to 30 pounds, Yeah. right? 25 to 30 pounds of weight here. Then you've got your latissimus dorsi and other large, broad muscles that are scapular depressors including the pectoralis, that's also a scapular depressor. How many scapular elevators do we have? Not many. We have an upper trapezius, which ties into the base of the skull, 
And deep to that, we have this little teeny tiny levator scapula muscle here. This is the one that is overworking because the whole gravity and the larger muscles keep pulling it down. Yeah. So its name is levator scapula because it elevates the scapula. That's right where it is. That's, that's right. right. And I can feel that causing a headache up here. You're absolutely right. And so what it's doing, you've got a little pinky muscle trying to hold up 25 to 30 pounds of dead weight. Yeah. And uh, in addition to, because you're squeezing the shoulder blades back to create posture, you're activating all the scapular depressors <laughs> on top of it, yeah. right? So now you, that's why it feels like your shoulders are shrugged up and too tense up there is because of that little levator scapula is screaming at you to stop doing this. So, and this is kind of a random question, but so my, my testosterone replacement therapy story kind of goes, or my, my passion is that I believe that practitioners prescribe opiates for far too many things or SSRIs for depression, anxiety, that kind of thing. Um, would you say that it's a, a similar story with this, that there's a lot of health professionals out there that are just throwing pain meds at people, um, muscle relaxants, that kind of thing, and that really they should be looking deeper into these kind of, like what, what can a medical doctor do to help the cause here? Yeah, almost nothing. Because their, their training, their medical school training for musculoskeletal issues is so little. I mean, it's a brief introduction to, I mean, you could talk to any doctor and they'll say, oh yeah, we, yeah. we know broadly what the muscles are and kind of the nerves, but other than that, we don't really get it. So what's going on is this, is that it's the physical therapist's job to understand this. That's our specialty is the musculoskeletal system. So what's happening is that doctors are sending patients to physical therapists to get better or chiropractors or massage therapists or what have you, because they're all the musculoskeletal system, right? Mm -hmm. But our training is in this component thinking of identifying a tissue that's damaged. Like I'm sure a thousand practitioners have told you, oh yeah, it's either your upper trap or that maybe some of them have said, oh yeah, it's your levator. Yeah. Or they'll say, oh yeah, it's your subocipital muscles. And they'll just go to town on those things. Right. But no one's talking to you about why those things are irritated. And so the doctor's sending you to, the, to these musculoskeletal specialists and they're looking at you from this component thinking standpoint and you're failing. And so what other recourse does the doctor have? You're going back to the doctor and say, but I'm still in pain. Well, okay, well, here's some pain meds, right? Right. They have no other recourse. Same with surgeons. Surgeons don't want to operate. They're sending you away to conservative care to hopefully get you better so you don't have to operate. It's not like surgeons are out there like, you know, oh, I can't wait to operate. You know, <laughs> no one wants to do that, right? right? There's no conspiracy. It's our failure as the musculoskeletal specialists that are causing this overuse of prescription medications, surgeries, and things. And it's really the reason is our training. Our training doesn't include this systems approach to understanding how the body works. Yeah. I mean, we can go further down the chain and I can show you how a foot issue would link up to the shoulder oh, yeah. and neck. Do that. You know? Do that. Okay. So, I mean, all right. So there's another phenomena in the body that occurs where uh, if you have unilateral back pain or sciatic pain, usually most of these people have uh, one side of the pelvis that's higher and one side of the rib cage that's lower. Okay. okay. 
And what this is called, I call this a side bending problem. And you can imagine that if you have a side bending problem, you've got increased compression on this side of your spine. Mm -hmm. And that's where those static nerve roots are coming from, right? So, uh, so most people would see this and say, oh, you've got one leg that's longer than the other. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a functional compensation pattern. Okay. So what's happening is that this is responding to something in 80 to 90% of the cases, something else down that same leg. So let's say that you have an old ankle injury, right? And it's never, it's been sprained a thousand times and you've never really rehabbed it, but it's, it's good enough. I could still run. But your brain's saying, ah, oh, there's something wrong there. But you're saying, oh, but I still have to get from A to B in this race or this exercise routine or whatever I'm doing. So your brain's going to say, oh, okay, well, if that's your focus, then I'll help you get there by creating these little compensations mm-hmm. so that you don't feel hurt, pain all the time in that ankle. Well, what's one of those compensations? The brain causes this pelvis to rise up. The same muscles that attach to the pelvis attach to the ribcage. So the ribcage then also lowers in order to unload some problem in this leg, let's say the foot. Well, the shoulder blade rests on the rib cage. So if the rib cage is depressed, and we know that the scapular depression is one of the major causes of most chronic neck pain and headaches, then the rib cage being depressed is one of the feeders of the whole depression problem, feeding perhaps your unilateral neck pain, Yeah. right? And so this is why people say, well, my neck pain's on the right, you know, and I've got back pain on the right, and I've got a right knee issue. Do you think those might be connected? Absolutely, they're connected. <laughs> and this is how they're connected. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you've got uh, some sort of fix other than just, you know, pulling on the leg. Because it's funny you mentioned that they would tell you that one leg's longer than the other. My wife has chronic neck pain uh, from an accident and went to the chiropractor within the last couple of years. That's exactly what, well, one, one leg's longer than the other. So they would just, we're going to yank on it and see you again in 30 days. And we're going to yank on it again. And there wasn't any, any fix other than that. Right. And that's because it's a, it's a, they're looking at things from this component standpoint. Let's, uh, make that level. And that's what I'm going to do, but it's not addressing why it's not level. Right. So I would almost guarantee that your wife has some older injury on that same side of the side of the pelvis attire that hasn't likely been resolved correctly. So ultimately we have to solve that problem because your brain's trying to get off of that problem. That's why it's resting higher, right? However, almost all lower body issues have something to do with how people are walking. If I saw your wife, I bet you I could level that pelvis within 10 steps. Have her take 10 steps correctly, and her pelvis would then be level, and her ribcage too. Okay. And this, uh, this happens all the time. And so what, what that's showing is that ultimately this issue is in how people have adjusted their gait pattern because of that older injury. So, yeah, we can, she can do whatever adjustment I make to her gait pattern, right? But if we don't fix that older injury that's causing the gait you know, dysfunction, then you're just going to have to keep doing this little trick. I tell you on how to fix your pelvis all the time. Wouldn't it be better to fix the source of that? And this is why, you know, you hear a lot of practitioners say, Oh, I fixed the root of the problem. Right. Well, different practitioners think different things are the roots of the problem. (laughs) 
And so that chiropractor could say, oh, yeah, we're going to solve that root of the problem by yanking on your leg and making the pelvis. Well, they're absolutely right. They did solve that. It's now level. But their root is a chiropractic approach to solving that as opposed to a more functional systems approach. Same thing with physical therapists. They would probably do the same thing. And there and but that's only an incomplete solution because they're thinking in this component standpoint. Yeah. So what's the difference between your um, your you've got an online program, right? The fixing you method, it's downloadable, things like that. Yeah. So what do we what varies between that and the solving the pain puzzle book? Are there- oh, OK. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So the fixing you method programs that I've created uh, are programs to help people solve their pain from head to toe. All right. So if you have like chronic neck pain, you would get the neck pain and headaches program and solve solve those issues there. The new book that I have out called is called Solving the Pain Puzzle. And what that is, the subtitle of that is Cases from 25 Years as a Physical Therapist. So that explains these concepts that you and I have been talking about from case study standpoint. So then you get to see how I use this, these concepts to solve pain that other people couldn't solve. So it's an, it's an, easier way of absorbing this information and seeing how it plays out in real patients. Uh, and then, you know, many years ago, like 10 or 15 years ago, I wrote a series of books. I think you mentioned it at the beginning, the Fixing You series. And that, uh, those are how to fix yourself books, right? Okay. But, and those were written 10 or 15 years ago. Well, since then, I've owned my own orthopedic clinic. And I got to see that the problems that I describe in my book are happening in patterns in people. And the same pattern in you, Brandon, might cause back pain in you, but SI joint pain in another, or sciatic pain in a third. So it's a pattern of issues, and it manifests differently in different people. For instance, the scapular depression thing that we just went over could cause, you know, ridiculous symptoms down your arm in one person, headaches in another, and shoulder pain in a third. But it's all the same system of problems. Yeah. It's just manifesting in different people differently because of exercise history, genetics, work, you know, habits, all sorts of things. So when I, when I realized this after I owned my clinic for 10 years, I'm just like, holy smokes, it's all the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the same pattern of issues is happening and it's manifesting in all of these different ways in different people. If we just fix this pattern of problems, then we can solve all of these types of pattern of problems. And so that's what my home programs are. It's a much simpler yet comprehensive approach to solving pain than what I've described in my books when I didn't know yet that the same thing was causing everyone's problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right. <laughs> well, I've certainly learned a lot. Uh, any any parting words? How can we get in touch with you? How can we um, download your material? Yeah, if you go to rickolderman.com, uh, and my last name is the opposite of younger woman, older man. So rickolderman.com. You'll see all of my downloadable home programs. Uh, I've even got a couple chapters from my new book up there. If you want to read those free, go ahead. I've got a blog. I've even created a practitioner's training course. Anyone from coaches to surgeons would benefit from understanding how the body works as a system to solve pain. Uh, my goal would be, Brandon, to put myself out of business. I would love if, because if, I'm the last guy that people come to, right. coaches, trainers, yoga instructors, Pilates instructors are the first people that most people go to. If they all understood these, this way of how the body works, 
we could route out chronic pain right, you know, right at the very beginning. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be needed anymore. And so anyway, that's where you can go to find all, all my stuff. Sounds good. Well, I certainly appreciate it. We might have to have you back on. I'm going to try the program and then maybe follow up with you and see how things go. Yeah. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. No problem. Will do. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community. 